0: Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. It is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 3 activities week in, week out in this great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined, as always, by Logan Green, our Treasure Valley expert. LG, Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas, Brandon. It's always a a fun time, right? Kids are excited and um, lots of good stuff going on in the sports world, too. So uh, it's just a it's just a good two weeks of the year, I think.
0: Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year, as a a famous person once sang. so. And then Michael Buble copied. No, I just I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I
1: do like his version, though. It's a it's a it's a good version. Yeah.
0: I mean, Mariah Carey, Michael Buble just make dough hand over fist this. Oh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> every every playlist like I have, like on Apple Music or whatever, if I type in Christmas playlist, those they're, they're, the Mariah Carey one is the always the first one. So I would love to know what she's making on royalties every single December. It's probably enough to do whatever you want for the rest of your life just off one December.
0: <laughs> yeah, one December. That's right. I think that'll be our title of the podcast. Let me write that down. Um, yeah, okay. We are going live on the Idahosports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. If you're hanging out watching us live, thank you. If you could hit the like button and share this later, that'll help everybody else find it a little easier as they're trying to watch the replay. You can also, of course, listen to this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. And if you're hanging out watching the show today, you got a comment, a question, shout out, you want to throw it in, put it in the comments, we'll throw it up on the screen. And otherwise, we'll get off and running here, Logan, with a little wrestling content. Now, we talked about this uh, at length on last night's Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast, right? Our standalone wrestling show that we do. But these stories were so big, I felt like we had to bring them up on the Treasure Valley Prepcast as well. And we have to start with Bishop Kelly going up to the uh, North Idaho College in Coeur d'Alene and winning the tri state tournament. Uh, this is uh, a big affair that brings the best teams from Washington and Montana, plus all the Northern Idaho Powers. BK went up there with nine wrestlers, Logan got the absolute most out of those 9 guys and ended up winning the title over Mead High School from Spokane.
1: Yeah, and then obviously when you've only got that many guys, you're always going to be playing, you know, against the odds, right? Compared to everybody else and that's a heck of an effort especially to go up that far, um go on a 6-hour bus trip up north and then to come away with a win. That's awesome uh not only for Bishop Kelly but for, you know, the SIC in general to show you what we've got what we're working with here. I feel like I am, you guys do your own wrestling thing and I'm not as tapped in into wrestling as, as you are and the rest of the crew. Um, But I feel like we are turning out wrestlers like crazy in the state of Idaho, but that are going to national tournaments that are just performing extremely well um, all over the country, not just in the state. And then we proved it right there, right? Bishop Kelly goes up and gets a win uh, in a tournament that has teams from other States. Um, So congrats to BK for that.
0: Yeah, way to go. And then also at the other end of the spectrum, Logan, from 4A all the way down to 1A D2, Tri-Valley went to the second annual Andrew Beck Memorial Duels in Grangeville, and Tri-Valley won the championship there, one of the smallest schools competing. They beat Clearwater Valley by three, 45-42 in the championship duel. So congratulations, Titans also.
1: Yeah, you got, I, I can't imagine they've got much um, in terms of how many people are turning out for wrestling between, you know, 182 schools. You, you might have enough for a wrestling team or a basketball team, but rarely do you have enough for both. Um, And some of those people uh, like to cross over. Like I think of, uh was the girl that wrestled for Garden Valley, played basketball, Great, it was Gracie CTO, right? Yep, yep. She, you know, did you you wear a lot of hats when you when you're at the 1A level? And I'm sure there's some of those kids that are trying to balance both of the I would assume. I don't know for sure, but I would almost guarantee that there's some of those kids are trying to do both at the same time. Yeah, pretty impressive. Which makes it even more impressive. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Nice job. Try Valley
0: way to go to all of our wrestlers that are uh, competing. And now most of them will have uh, the holidays off and then we'll gear up for big Raleigh lane. Logan coming at the start of the new year, the biggest tournament of the season. Uh, speaking of tournaments, lots of holiday basketball tournaments taking place. Logan, I thought we would start on the girls basketball side of things and then work our way over to boys basketball. Uh, does that sound like an okay way to do it?
1: That does. There's so many of these tournaments that, Uh, you kind of just have to say, all right, here it is, because you could get out of uh, out of sequence very quickly with how many are going on. And, you know, they've they've been going on all month. I mean, we did one a few weeks ago um, at the for the Capital Classic, and they've just continued to roll on since then.
0: Yep. So let's talk girls basketball tournaments that have already happened, results that have already happened in the past, and then we'll look ahead to what's coming up after the Christmas break. Um, But I wanted to start with the annual Raleigh Lincoln Memorial Tournament that Wilder hosts every December. They host a girls basketball tournament one weekend, and then the following weekend they'll host a boys tournament. So focusing strictly on the girls side of things, Glenn's Ferry ended up winning the title but we had pretty good showings wilder was there competing they went one and two we had also there from the treasure valley garden valley and garden valley ended up going two and one with a one point win over wilder and then they also beat cascade 47 to 16 cascade ended up going one and two as well everybody kind of beat up on ontario oregon's jv but um, for those smaller one A schools, Garden Valley, Wilder, and Idaho City, this was a good opportunity for them to to get some tournament reps in as they're trying to break through in their respective leagues.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's good. Honestly, it's it's always good to see in a tournament like that where t- a lot of teams have a couple wins, they have a couple losses, and this you know talking to some of the coaches before the Capital Classic, the idea of these tournaments is to get exposure to a lot of teams in a short window of time. It helps prepare you for tournament time where you're going to be playing back-to-back-to-back games. Um, they're not conference games, so they don't necessarily hurt you in your conference standings. Um, and they just really help you get, you know, the juices flowing, get everything going at Christmas. You get a bunch of teams and, you know, it, it, it can be difficult around this time of year, a lot of stuff going on. So it's always a good idea to just, uh, cram it all in at the same time. Um, yeah, and I mean girls basketball is is has been in more of a full swing than boys, right? Boys still I think Hawaii only played their first game two weeks ago. And some of these girls' teams has have 13 games under their belt in some situations. So uh it's getting it's already getting down to to crunch time for some of these teams.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that personally, but um from, from the Raleigh Lincoln, Garden Valley goes two and one. They they fall in the championship game to Glen's Ferry uh, 53 to 39, or essentially that was the game that set up the championship. Um, but, uh, the Wolverines, you know, they've looked good at times. They've also, you know, they just lost a council on Saturday, 63, 49. So it, to me, it's still kind of a clear pecking order council. Uh, they're four and three. They've played a very tough schedule. We'll talk about them in a second. And then tri Valley is off to a seven and one start. And then garden Valley's right there at six and three, but they, you know, there's work to do if they want to break into the upper echelon of this league.
1: Yeah, and and it's really it's been those three the last couple of years, and like you mentioned, we can talk about council, but you know they they have a loss to I believe it's Salmon River, who all of a sudden is uh, looking uh, like maybe they they should be in the mix here, uh, a team we haven't seen for a couple of years make it to state, and I think they made it in girls basketball in twenty twenty right before COVID hit. In 2020, they made it, so it would be fun to see if they're able to progress and go along as the season goes as well.
0: Yeah, the coaching storylines in this league are fascinating. The last time Salmon River got to state, Paula Tucker was the head coach. She's now at council, of course, led the Lumberjacks to a championship last year. Michaela Hart, the 6'1 center transfers to Tri-Valley. Tri-Valley just won the championship three years ago as well. Uh, Now Salmon River is coached by Levi Tucker, who was Paula Tucker's assistant for so many years at Salmon River. He's now the head coach. Salmon River just beat uh, Garden Valley, or excuse me, a council just beat Garden Valley. Uh, Salmon River did beat Council earlier this year. Council was missing Hope Zolman, one of their key players. And so you wonder in the rematch if, if Hope Zolman is available. Um, you know, how does that right. rematch look? But overall, yes, Salmon River also deserves to be discussed here at 5 and 0 to start the year. And then at, at Garden Valley, Logan, a coaching change in the offseason, Joel LaFleur who previously had coached the boys basketball team at garden Valley to great success and then retired. He's now back coaching the girls.
1: Look out. Yeah. He had, I can't remember what he said. He, he stepped away. He only did it for a year. Cause he's, he's a pilot, I believe it's what he does. And so he got busy with that again. And yeah, cause he helped them win the state championship a couple of years ago when, uh, when the Wolverines were absolutely loaded um, and could drop hundred points on anybody. So yeah, lots of uh spider webs and, twisting and winding of the coaching trees in the long pin conference for sure
0: yes and so now salmon river and council are going over to nissa logan to compete in the nissa christmas tournament it actually starts on thursday it's going to go thursday friday and saturday all the way up to the 23rd the eve of christmas eve uh payette and weezer are going over to this tournament as well so for uh for council they will start the tournament on Thursday against Burns, Oregon. Then they'll play Nissa on Friday and
1: then Ontario on Saturday. That's three
0: Oregon schools that are all significantly larger than council.
1: Yeah. I mean, even also Salmon River, like you said, they'll be there. They play Payette, I believe. They're playing a 3A school. So this is great. This is perfect for them, right? You are going up against a team that has... Two, three times the amount of students in the school, um, and you're you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot about your team in those. And and we, it's not uncommon for us to see these smaller schools uh, win tournaments like this and and perform well. I mean, uh, Baker from Oregon won the Capital Classic, and it, they were they're equivalent to the size of a, a Homedale, uh or a Weezer. Uh, they're a mid three A level school in Idaho, and they came in and beat three five A teams, you know? Uh so you know it's a great opportunity for these smaller schools to get a chance to go up against some bigger, bigger ones and get some big wins.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Salmon River. They're going to play Nissa on Thursday, Payette on Friday, Adrian on Saturday. Adrian is about the only school size-wise that actually matches up with what Salmon yeah. River is doing. Uh, Payette, their new head coach this year is Mike Boudreaux. He was previously the Payette boys coach. He's now switched over to the girls' side. They'll be at this tournament. They'll play Nissa. Uh, excuse me, they already played Nissa this year. They're, they're going to play Adrian on Thursday, Salmon River on Friday, as we mentioned, and then Burns on Saturday. And then Weezer, I believe, is also headed over there to play just a couple of games, Burns on Friday, Nissa on Saturday. So we'll be keeping an eye on all of this Nissa Christmas tournament action. Those will be the only games involving Idaho schools, Logan, on December 23rd. Everybody else is, is taking the day off for the holiday. So... I'm going to run right up to it with nissa yeah <laughs> good thing all those schools are close <laughs> close to that's NISA. right
1: yeah they don't have to travel i would not want to be traveling on December 23rd that doesn't uh that yeah. doesn't sound fun
0: <laughs> For, forget that uh one tournament that is currently in progress logan is the tarkanian classic down in las vegas one girls basketball team from the treasure valley competing there it is columbia and so Columbia is in the same bracket as Coeur and Rigby. All three Idaho schools that came down all got thrown into the same bracket. It's this gigantic 16-team bracket. Uh, today, Logan, in the semifinals, we have Rigby versus Coeur which everybody's yep. super excited for.
1: I saw, I saw the bracket. And I'm like, you look at some of the places, some of these teams. There's a team from the Bronx in this tournament, and Rigby beat them. And it's just hilarious that you get to the semifinals of this tournament in Las Vegas. And who, who, who are two of the four left is two Idaho teams. And they're going to play each other is guaranteed to have an Idaho team in the championship there. It'll be Rigby or Coeur which honestly, I mean, those are different prep casts, right? But that could honestly be a state championship preview. Those two teams playing very well this year on the girl's side, Um you know, outside of Boise over here, right? That the teams that look really good. Um But man, Awesome for Columbia. And I believe they won their first game of the tournament, too. Um, just awesome that we had all three of our girls' team in this tournament win that opening game. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I thought they won that first game, right?
0: yep they did
1: just columbia awesome. columbia
0: beat uh edge prep from canada 45 35 and that was the other thing i was making fun of is a lot of these schools that are in this bracket they kind of sound like bishop sycamores if you know what i mean logan yeah. it's just kind of <laughs> made up schools <laughs> i mean look at we've got edge prep from canada that columbia beat uh rigby beat a team called democracy prep from nevada and the worst one I saw was Coeur d'Alene in their first game. They beat us a, a school from Nevada called basic Academy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're just doing, we're just doing the basics here.
0: Yeah. That's uh.
1: I would, how do you get the name? How do you pick that democracy? Basic? Like how do you, uh...
0: I believe the basic one is the school for international students. So you're okay. just learning, learning the basics. The I guess. Basics gotcha basic prep though that just sounds like a made-up school
1: <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. bishop sycamore yeah powerhouse football team
0: yes for sure so yeah columbia did beat edge prep from canada 45 35 they fell yesterday to west high from salt lake city utah 57 to 30 they're playing in the other semi-final today against ridgeline high from utah so it's all utah on one side all idaho on idaho. the other and then now Columbia today is playing Vanden, California on the consolation side of the bracket, and they will have one more game tomorrow as well. So good luck, Lady Cats, competing down there in Vegas at the Tarkanian Classic.
1: Yeah, that, how many teams, I mean, we're, we'll hit on it as we go, in, in the Treasure Valley and in the Idaho period are playing in these tournaments that are Las Vegas, Los Angeles. We had we saw Waihe go to orlando last year and play a game you know it's crazy (laughs) how you know they're getting invited you know i feel like Valley view they also go down to this tournament in las vegas too and it's you know if you don't perform well and you're not good you're not getting invited to come back (laughs) they're not uh you know they want teams that are going to be competitive and show and have good players and things like that and uh and we're showing up well and showing people that we can compete.
0: Yeah, for sure. sure. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how we continue to do as a state in terms of these, you know, out of state competitions. The Kendrick girls basketball team, Logan, just went to Alaska for a three day tournament. That's a story we're actually working on for Idaho dot com. Take you behind the scenes of Kendrick's trip to the great white north of Alaska. So kind of a cool Ooh, deal there,
1: too. Excited to see that one.
0: Yeah, we got Jason Chatra working on that as we speak. It's in the hopper, as they say. Uh, Kendrick went three and zero there, by the way. Uh, just dominated the competition from Alaska. They won their last game like forty five to two.
1: It was <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, pretty interesting. So,
0: anyways, okay. So that Kendrick beat concludes...
1: the brakes off somebody. Go figure.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Man, Shocker. Doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't matter the sport. <laughs> what else is new?
0: Exactly. Um, Okay. So those are the holiday tournaments that have taken place and or are taking place. Now let's peek ahead to what's coming up after the Christmas holiday, because next week, Logan, we're going to take a week off from the prep cast for the holidays. There's not really anything going on to talk about except these tournaments that are coming up. So we figured we'll just preview them a week early. And so I think we have to start with the Timberline tournament you know this is the big gargantuan affair that is hosted by timberline and bora in conjunction logan i'm just gonna run through the schedule each day and then you tell me one matchup that you're really looking forward to um i'll do i'll, yeah. I'll list all the timberline games and then all the bora games and you just tell me you know which which matchup you're most excited to see does that sound like a good way to do it
1: yeah let's do it
0: Okay, so here's what I've got. Uh, Thursday, the 28th at Timberline, we have Meridian versus Emmett, Mountain View versus Coal Valley Christian, New Plymouth versus Burley, Middleton versus Hillcrest, Rocky Mountain versus Thunder Ridge, and then Lowry, Nevada versus Timberline. What game is most intriguing to you there?
1: Huh. There's a lot of... um. There's a lot of good ones on there. You know, I'm kind of intrigued by the Coal Valley versus Meridian game. Uh Coal Valley is a team that that has been hanging around, right? They're they in terms of doing well at the 2A level and and you know, they got the number 1 seed in the tournament last year. didn't win it, uh, but got that one seed and they've just been battling and been on uh, you know, one of the best teams in 2A and to get a shot at a 5A team, any anytime time you get a shot at a 5A team, uh doesn't matter if they're a 5A team that's, that's not at the you know, top of the list in terms of how they're performing this year. Um, I, so I, I, I like that opportunity for them.
0: Yeah, I'll put I'll put the schedule, the color coded schedule that I got from uh, Vince Mann, the athletic director at Bora, up on the screen, Logan, so it's a little easier uh, for everybody to follow along. So you like Coal Valley versus Mountain View? That's the game you've got.
1: Yeah, sorry, Mountain not Meridian. Yeah, sorry, right. I meant I meant Mountain View. Yeah, I like. I think that'll be a fun matchup between Coal Valley and Mountain View. Mountain View has been historically very good. Obviously, it, they've hit a down stretch, um, especially this year. They they they're only one and ten on the season. Um, but still for Cole Valley to get a chance to go up against a five, a school, I think that's a fun opportunity for them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an exciting one for sure. And I, I would hone in on Middleton and Hillcrest, you know, Hillcrest is, is a good team. They've got the Kessler sisters, um, that are really dynamic players. They kind of get lost in the shuffle of Shelly and Skyline and Blackfoot over there in East Idaho. But, um, I think Hillcrest is a really good four, a team and Middleton, uh, has been performing very well with Zoe Blackwell and company. Um, at the five a level.
1: So, so I, Brandon, don't quote me on this exactly, but I am pretty sure the Kessler's and the Blackwell's are cousins. Oh, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can. I know coach Blackwell's brother pretty well. I should text him and ask him, but I'm pretty sure that they are cousins.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: So that would be that now. Okay. Now that one makes me want to switch my vote. Um, to because the, is the Kessler's the same as like Kobe that was there before the brothers that have gone on that graduated I, I, are they I, siblings
0: I believe so don't quote me on that but
1: yeah then then yes they're cousins because they yeah. I, I for sure they're cousins in which which so I've changed my vote that should be a fun family affair uh, between cousins from opposite sides of the state. Uh, Middleton yeah. Hillcrest. So that that's a fun storyline to watch too. Then
0: definitely. Okay, the games at Bora on Thursday, the twenty eighth. We have Eagle versus Bishop Kelly, Cuna versus Skyview, Capital versus Caldwell, he versus Minico, Centennial versus Twin Falls, and Esperanza California versus Bora. What game you picking there? To me, there's really only one.
1: But what's your one, Brandon?
0: Eagle and BK,
1: I mean, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was. That was the one I was like, I didn't want to like say something that you're like, Logan, that's, that's a terrible game, but that was the one (laughs) right off the bat that I was like, that one's going to, those are two schools that are just all, they're always in the mix. Right. And they're going to be in the mix again. Uh, That one should be that, that one should be good between those two teams. I
0: think Bishop Kelly went to the you know Timberline and Bora organizers and said, hey, we want to be challenged. They're going to play Eagle on Thursday, Hawaii on Friday, and then Hillcrest on Saturday. That's a pretty good three-game test for Bishop Kelly, uh, for sure, at the Timberline. Let's go to Friday's games, Logan. At Timberline, we have Coal Valley Christian versus Rocky Mountain, Emmett versus Middleton, Centennial versus Esperanza, California, Twin Falls versus Eagle, Thunder Ridge versus CUNA, and Skyview versus Timberline. What game you got your eye on?
1: Sorry, uh, give me, give me, <laughs> give me Rocky and Coal Valley. Yeah, I think that's the that's the one, right? I think that uh, Rocky Mountain is 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 solid. Again, they're seven and two right now. Coal Valley, again, we taught we. I just got done talking about them. They're going to get another chance at a five A team. This one, I think. If Cole Valley were to win this game, I think you immediately take a step back and say, "Whoa, um because this is a very good rocky team. um and if Cole Valley is able to win, this this is a team that that's gonna play the rest of their season right in two a and they've taken out one of the best teams in five a. that would be a big uh, an eye opener to everybody in two a girls hoops.
0: Yeah, that would be a huge one for sure. Uh, the Bora games on Friday. We have Burley versus Mountain View, Minico versus Meridian, New Plymouth versus Caldwell, Lowry, Nevada versus Capital, Bishop Kelly versus Awayhe, and Hillcrest versus Bora. Logan, what game you picking here?
1: Give me, give me BK Awayhe <laughs> there too. Let me, let me see that one because those are again Awayhe a team that's, uh, you know their record probably doesn't indicate how good they actually are this year. Um, they've been able to knock off a lot of good teams um, and, and been very close to beating really good teams too. They've been, they have been they played a tough schedule, and then Bishop Kelly, we just got done talking about them. They wanted to be tested. They wanted to push it, and they're going to get a great chance against Eagle on the day before, and then they'll back it up with, uh, with a game against Hawaii. It's almost like a state tournament run for them with the amount of good teams they're going to be playing, at least on the first two days.
0: Yeah, I'll give an honorable mention to Minico and Meridian. You know, C.J. Lada, the dynamic uh, ball handler yeah. scorer for Minico. And Meridian is a team that's kind of on the upswing in 5A girls' hoops. I think that could be a, a really fun one as well. All right, third and final day, Saturday, the schedule at Timberline is Meridian versus Lowry, Nevada, CUNA versus New Plymouth, Esperanza, California versus Hawaii, Thunder Ridge versus Middleton, Cole Valley Christian versus Eagle, and Caldwell versus Timberline. What do you like here?
1: Uh, again, give me <laughs> Cole Valley and Eagle. <laughs> I think again, i sorry. I went three for three on coal Valley, but man, like that, that is another, they are going to play three. I mean, when you look at their, their final two games, Rocky and Eagle, I mean, that that's a tough matchup right now. Those two teams are 14 and seven combined. They're sitting in the top two, two of the top three spots in the five A Um, and, and cold Valley is going to get a crack at two of them, you know, at, at both like that. That's awesome. Yeah. That one sure. will be fun to watch on that side.
0: Yeah. That'll be good for sure. We got Paul Kingsbury in the chat. Shout out to Logan for knowing the family trees of Idaho athletes. We've got you covered. You know, we that's do. info. That's info. You're not going to find anywhere else. Logan, You're
1: not going to find it anywhere else. You're not, you're not. Yeah.
0: Paul also says back in the good old days, we would webcast every single game of the Timberline lion tournament always had a blast Uh, that option is not on the table currently and uh, i'll give an honorable mention on saturday at timberline to the kingsbury bowl new plymouth versus cuna i'm torn (laughs) you know it's his old stomping grounds new plymouth versus his current stomping grounds cuna so do you think
1: both of them say oh pick the other we don't want (laughs) yeah we don't want paul's we don't want you on our side they're 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 (laughs) (laughs) they they hope no, 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 no. Seriously, you you can root for CUNA. No, 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 no. It's okay. You can go for New Plymouth. We promise. I do.
0: The coaches for both those teams, you know, in terms of programs, you know, they're still building. But boy, both coaches, you know, Katie Holmes for CUNA and and Tara Lake for New Plymouth, I think are dynamic outstanding coaches so that'll be a fun x's and o's battle for sure and then bora on saturday logan we've got emmett versus centennial minico versus capital skyview versus mountain view hillcrest versus bishop kelly burley versus rocky mountain and twin falls versus bora you got a game you like here
1: i mean I, I, let's just say minico because like you said with, with with lotta we haven't really talked about her that much i know it's not a treasure valley uh a p- player, but it would be a good test for capital, right. To get to play against a player like that. I believe she just committed to Utah state. Um, if I remember correctly. So it's a good opportunity for capital to play an elite athlete, which they're going to get in conference, right? So it's a good chance for capital to kind of get a little bit. I know it's a, it's a five versus four, a, but a chance for them to see and, and try to contain an electric an electric player like that.
0: Yeah. And Capital's no slouch either. So that'll be a good, yeah good test for um the minico spartans also so yeah that's the timber lion tournament you can stay tuned to IdahoSports.com for all the you know updated scores and schedules not just for the timber lion but all of the holiday tournament slogan also taking place this weekend is the parma holiday tournament this is always a good good old-fashioned affair here's what the schedule looks like uh on the opening day which is thursday the 28th we have valley view versus weezer uh, that's followed by American falls versus Nampa Christian. And then we'll have Ontario versus Kimberly and then Gooding versus Parma in the nightcap Logan. Uh, just the way I'm looking at this bracket, it sure looks like it's going to be Parma and Weezer meeting up in that final.
1: Yeah. So a nice little, uh, a pre pre-conference play opportunity to meet up with each other. Cause those two have been kind of, running that district for a long time, right? It seems like that they – and even when Weezer, we thought maybe they weren't as good a couple years ago. They they go and they win their play-in game against a team from up north and still make it to state. So, yeah, you know what? Those two teams are on a collision course. I think Kimberly's been pretty good over there. I haven't followed them as much, just seen some of their scores here and there. I know the boys are really good this year, um, but just seeing some stuff here and there. So, But, yeah, Parma and Weezer, uh, good once again. What else is new?
0: Yeah. And in fact, I, I had reached out to Parma's uh, girls basketball coach this week, Michael Culkin's asking for, uh, you know, a bracket in this tournament schedule uh, so we could get it up on the website. And he replied back, Logan. And he uh, he also said, great work on the prep casts. Our girls love listening to them, Logan.
1: Oh, so look out! So all so those are the, those are the 12 people that listen to this. <laughs> yes. Those are the, I'm <laughs> just right. kidding.
0: Of course. Uh, yeah. The Parma girls now coach Calkins also did say that, um, th- their team's going to be a little different from here on out because cadence Kaiser, you know, uh, superstar point guard, first team, all league selection. Um, she suffered a knee injury and she most likely will be done for the season. Logan, which is a big blow to Parma.
1: Yeah, that that just stinks. No matter what, it doesn't matter. You know, just as as a player, you know, you you lose that. You know, you only get four years in high school to play basketball, and one of them is just gone. Not outside, taking away the fact that uh, it's a big player on your team. It affects how the team plays. All of that, but on an individual level, you just you didn't get a chance to do that. So hearts go out there. It just it always you see it every year. It happens somewhere, and it, it always it always stinks every time you see it. Yeah, that, that's a tough blow for sure. So, uh, certainly. I mean, like right now, they're still like, you know what? You would think that they're going to be good enough to at least come back from that. Sometimes you can see that go one of two ways, right? It either goes where your team just crashes and burns, but I, I just can't imagine that happening with Parma. You know, like what they, we talked about them earlier in the year. They had a loss to Coal Valley and a loss to Melba. And what have they done? They rebounded and beat them both the second time they played them so that's a great way to rebound I mean last night they beat Melba by three um heck of a win for them right there so yeah you know what like maybe maybe a little little spirited play for the Panthers
0: yeah and they yeah they'll you know, they've got a lot of talented players in the mix. So um, Parma will have to adjust a little bit, but I think they'll be just fine still as they uh, make their way through the season. All right, Logan, let's talk boys basketball. Now a lot of tournament results to get to. I think we have to start with the pro image sports holiday classic hosted by Owyhee and Rocky Mountain this past weekend. Owyhee hosted the large school bracket. Rocky Mountain hosted the small school bracket. Owyhee the only team that was competing from the Treasure Valley in that big school bracket. They end up taking third place, Logan. They pick up a win in the opener over Ironwood, Arizona, 73 to 56. Then they lost to Salesian College Prep from California, 55 to 47. And then I think they were very motivated to make sure they got that third place trophy. They beat Madison 85 to 66. That was, you know, that's a top five matchup of teams in the 5A ranks.
1: Yeah it is and I mean first and foremost shout out to Andy Harrington puts a ton of work into getting that together uh we wish like you know we wish we could be there to broadcast them um it is what it is and we we would have loved to have been there a couple years ago when they first hosted this tournament they had a um they had the so there's two brackets right this year one of them was at Rocky Mountain and one of them was at Hawaii but a couple of years ago the that smaller school tournament was on the the upper level court there at Hawaii and uh and that was great me and Wayne sat up there and uh we broadcasted from the upper level um we were right court side i mean we got the touched the ball a lot no stands They just set up some chairs on the sideline and we had a ton of fun broadcasting that so it, just a great tournament great job by Coach Harrington to expand it right. That first year, it was all Idaho teams. Now that was a little, I, I believe that was the COVID year where it was weird and who could come into places and who could No, that was the, that was the year after that. That was the year after that, but um lots of good stuff um, that he's been able to do with that. I mean, not just from a basketball perspective, but from a, you know, economic perspective Think of all the people that have come in, you know, if you're working and, have a business or whatever in in Boise or hospitality, you you benefit from this of the amount. I saw the Madison basketball team out and about um, one of the days, one of the evenings, I can't remember what it was, but I saw a bunch of kids walking in in red jumpsuits with a little paw print on them and, My wife's like, what the heck is that? And I said, oh, that's Madison's basketball team. I could just tell. I knew exactly what it was. Now they're they're coming into town. They're spending money to come travel here. So you know what? It it benefits everybody, at least locally, when you have that. That's a great opportunity for them. Um, Bringing in teams from, what do you say, Arizona, California, um, some legit teams to bring in here. And then for Hawaii to get the win at the end of the day over Madison, uh, that's big because, like you said, that's a top – I think everybody likes Madison to win the district over there. And yep. uh, they, they manhandled them 85 to yeah. 66. That's a huge win for the storm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Corona is Coronia, Corona Centennial was there from California, Logan. I think at one point they were the number one ranked team in the entire country this year um, from California. They have a top uh, top 20 ish recruit you know, in the in the recruiting rankings. Yeah. And then another top 100 guy. So two, you know, legitimate high-end D1 players. Um, they ended up getting to the championship. So, yeah, I know Hawaii can be a little divisive. They can be a bit of a lightning rod. Whether you love them or you hate them, you have to at least admit that Hawaii has raised the bar in terms of bringing competition to Idaho and against Idaho teams.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, they have they're it I'm sorry like and I know that like you said some people probably don't like that but they are um look who they're playing look what they get invited to and, and you know that that goes to the players that they've got on their team that goes to coach Harrington for reaching out and sticking his neck out for his kids and trying to get them these opportunities and and really putting them in these opportunities to succeed and because they they go down to the Damien classic and a couple years ago they like were right there in it Going down to the end, you know, it, their their uh club team that a lot of the kids play for played on ESPN a couple of weeks ago, uh back in October. You know, th- this is a a program that you want your team to look like it. Um, and on the opposite side, in the smaller tournament, you know, there were some treasure valley teams there, but again, Baker, Oregon comes in and wins the smaller tournament, and that's another team. If you want to you want to be a basketball team, go watch Baker. They're, they're one of the best teams I have seen play in a long time and I, and I hate we put some stuff out there and somebody made a comment yeah they beat five or a couple bad 5A teams was the comment you know when we said that they had won they beat three 5A teams in Idaho and somebody's like yeah three bad teams it's like they just beat Lapway and I'm sorry but Lapway beats half the 5A teams in the state and they beat the 5A teams when they play them they they, they get a chance and they play them and so I don't point invalid stop. Full stop. No, that's a good team. I know it's not Idaho sports, uh, but that Baker team is also – It's it was a great job get, by by Coach Harrington getting them involved in it because they are they are a great team to watch. And I'm sure anybody that played Baker over the last I, – I believe I, – was it Homedale? Somebody played them. Maybe it was Melba. We,
0: yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll pop into a- the results Anyways,
1: here. yeah. But uh, just a great, great chance for them. Um, they come and they win another tournament here as well.
0: Yeah. Before we dive into the small school results, you did mention Hawaii. They are going to Laverne, California once again to compete in the Classic at Damien. Uh, Their first game will be on Wednesday, December 27th against La Mirada High from California. And from there, I mean, the competition is only going to get steeper and steeper. So good luck to Hawaii next week down in California at the Classic at Damien once again. Okay. Small school, uh, Logan. We ended up with a third place finisher from Melba. Melba defeated Cami in the opener uh, of the uh, the Pro Image Sports Classic, fifty three forty four. Then they fell to Baker in the semis, sixty six forty three. Melba turns around and beats Royal High School from Washington, which is kind of like a I was told is kind of like like a almost like a lap lapway of 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 Washington where it's a very small school, but they get the absolute most out of their it's athletes yeah. and they just churn them out. They beat Royal Washington, 57, 52 in the third place match. And then they also beat Marsing last night, 50 to 39. So all of a sudden here's Melba looking pretty good again, five and three overall two and one in the league. They did lose to Ambrose by 12 earlier this year, 62 to 50. And we'll talk about the archers here in just a second.
1: Yeah, I think Melba's probably got a bad taste in their mouth, Brandon. After last year, um, after doing so well and then playing playing well in the state championship game up until about halftime, and then it just kind of started to unwind against Bear Lake. I, I think they were leading that thing at halftime, and then all of a sudden Bear Lake just went on a huge run late and then ended up winning uh, the state championship. I'm sure Melba's got a little extra motivation in them this season. Uh, to to get something done. And and there is no, honestly, no shame in losing to that Baker team. They are so well coached, so fun to watch. Uh, So a, a great performance by Melba at that tournament.
0: Yep, uh, and then you had Ambrose end up taking fifth place. They felt a lap way in their tournament opener, 71-58. They turned around to beat Homedale by 20, 57-37, and then they beat Westside by 4, 49-45 in that fifth place game. To me, that is like a state tournament preview type game. Westside always gets the state. They do. Am- Ambrose you know, has been in the mix the last several years. And so for Ambrose, though, Logan, coming off of this big performance in the tournament, they fall to Nampa Christian by three on Tuesday night, 57 54. So they are now eight and two overall, but two and one in conference.
1: Yeah. And interesting. Uh, I feel like this happened last year, Brandon. I feel like these three just kept beating up on each other. Like it was just, we never knew who was going to win those games. Like, one could win by 15 one week. And the next, the other would win by five. You know, it just was all over the place. They'd—that's what's great about being able to play a one and one with a team, right? You get a home game, you get an away game. You really get to to grow and and recover, like we just talked about with the Parma girls, right? And that they got to play uh, Melba and Cole Valley. They lost to them both. They came back, regrouped, and then went on to win both games. So you know, I, I like that in this league that you get an, you get another chance. And um, yeah, just just that's a fun league to watch. If you haven't been to a gym there, you know, anytime we do a game in Ambrose, it's always packed. Uh, both sides of the team show up. Uh, both, both teams, I guess, bring a lot of fans. Um, the environment's always great, whether it's Coal Valley or Ambrose or wherever it is. Uh, always a fun environment for any of these programs.
0: Yeah. So Ambrose, New Plymouth, Melba and Nampa Christian are all two in one in league play. And so we'll talk about New Plymouth yeah. here in a little bit, but uh, who's leading the pack? Cole Valley Christian 7 and 1 overall, 3 and 0 in league play. Shh, don't tell anybody. I think they prefer to be under the radar.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Duh. They don't want anybody to know. We're not here. No, yeah. just just keep just keep doing your own thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and
1: then that that would be another that's another team into the mix, right? Yes. Just there's just a lot a lot of good basketball played in the WIC.
0: Yeah, a lot of good 2A uh, programs. And then Homedale did go 0-3 at the Pro Image uh, Sports Classic. They lost to Royal, Ambrose, and Kamiai. Their closest loss was to Kamiai on the final day. They fall by 9. Um, but for Homedale, you know, the impetus is there. We we know in the past they've prided themselves on their defense. They've got to get the offense going just a little bit. McCall Donnelly looks good. They're 5-1. Weezer is 6-1. Um, you know, Fruitland was a team that got a little preseason buzz, but to me, this league is still wide open and it could be Homedale, even though they're sitting there at one and seven. They haven't played any league games yet,
1: yeah. And they they were at state last year, them and Home or them and Fruitland, right, were the two teams that made it to state last year. And so, you know, you can't discredit that, right? They lost a lot of great players from those teams, like Trenton Fisher has gone from Homedale, as well as Jackson Dines. Those were two players that they really used to get a lot of baskets uh you know on the board and 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 they're gone and that makes it really tough um i believe did, did i think they graduated a, i'm trying to think sigmund good did he graduate uh he was another great basketball player for them they they just you know they lost a lot of key players from that basketball team so we'll, we'll have to see um and then fruitland as well they lost a couple of great Uh, players, uh, Zane Bidwell was also on the the basketball team last year that helped get them to state. So maybe the league a little more open than it was last year, right? Where those two teams kind of had it in hand. Uh, maybe there's a bid that that's out there to be stolen or not even stolen, but could we see somebody else slide in there that we haven't seen in a while? Uh, it's a good possibility this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. So congratulations to, um, all of the teams that are challenging themselves by going out and and putting together these rigorous schedules, Logan, um, Before we go over to the Preston Indian Classic, I did want to talk about the other basketball tournament that was local to the Treasure Valley last week, the Raleigh-Lincoln Memorial Tournament in Wilder. Uh, We talked about the girls' results, and then the boys' tournament was last weekend. Vision Charter got to the championship game against Glens Ferry, where they fell by 13, 63-50. But Vision Charter did defeat Idaho City and Greenleaf Friends at this tournament, and those are two conference opponents, so they got to be feeling pretty good about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when you can get those early wins against teams that you're going to see later on, uh, it's good. It also you know, can help those teams that maybe lost those games and say, all right, well, we got that out of the way. Now I know what to expect uh, when we get to conference play. Uh, but, but like you said, uh, big wins for them. Their, their vision charter is only two and five. And so they were able to pick up a couple of wins there that, that really helps uh, as the season will go along.
0: Yep. And then in the third place game, it was another, you know, 1A D1 WIC matchup between Idaho City and Wilder. And uh, Idaho City's uh, Wildcats get the win 56 to 43. So a 13 point win for Idaho City in the third place game. And then in the fifth place game, uh, we had Greenleaf Friends and Centennial Baptist. And in that contest, uh, picking up the win was Centennial Baptist, or excuse me, Greenleaf Friends, fifty-five to forty. So these are all data points that we can use, Logan, as we're trying to assess this gigantic, one-eighty-one WIC mm-hmm. uh, victory charter. Still kind of the favorite with Noah Palomares. They're six and zero on the year, um, but you know, Gem State is two and one. Idaho City's four and four. Riverstone is five and three. They picked up a big win last night. I don't know there's a lot to sort out in this league and we'll get into conference play really starting a little bit this week, but really into the new year.
1: So, yeah. And, and going back to your comment about vision charter, I mean, like I said, they, they're, they're only two and five on the year, but some of their losses are to one cascade, a state tournament qualifier from a year ago, horseshoe Ben, who's always good. North star charter compass charter. So they played a lot of good teams, and, and once the conference gets going, I bet they'll, they'll start to pick it up. That's a team that I would watch out for in the conference as well, based on what they were able to do. Idaho city, like you said, is one of the stronger teams in the conference right now, based on how many games they've won and, and what their record looks like. And, um, Compass Charter beat them. So I would watch out. That's my team maybe to keep an eye on is is Vision Charter.
0: Yeah, and last year, the game that decided the regular season title occurred in December. We could be headed to that again, Logan, as on Friday night, December 22nd, 7.30 at Northwest Nazarene University. Liberty Charter, Victory Charter meeting up again uh, that could decide the league title possibly. So
1: Yeah, right now, Victory sitting there again, undefeated so far, and they've played some good teams. I mean, they played at that small sh- school showcase. They were able to knock off Rockland there. That's a that's a big win. Rockland's been uh, very good the last couple of years. So nice job by Vic Free Charter. And like you said, it might come down to the, the game played in December.
0: You very well could in that big 11 team conference. Okay. Now let's go to the Preston Indian classic. This was held last weekend as well. Eagle and Rocky mountain both came over to travel. You know, I got to put tip my hat to Tyler Jones, the basketball coach at Preston. He got a lot of really good teams to come to Preston to compete. Thunder Ridge was there. Shelly Minico came over a couple of really good Utah teams came up. And so Eagle and Rocky are both there competing Rocky ends up going one and two, Logan. Rocky fell to Thunder Ridge by just two points in the tournament opener, 57-55. They fell to Minico by eight in, in a consolation game, 50 to 42. And then they rebound and beat Shelley by 10, 57-47. They've got a first-year head coach in Ivory Williams, former Lapway standout. He's not afraid to go challenge his team. And, in fact, Rocky Mountain will be back on the tournament circuit, Logan, next week as they go up to Lewiston to play in the Avista Holiday Tournament up north.
1: Yeah, they've been They've been pushing themselves now. They're going to both ends of the state to play in these tournaments to start off the year. Um some some good competition that'll be fun right i believe does rocky start off with lapway in that tournament if i um remember correct they they, they have a chance to possibly meet up that could be a fun matchup for for the old coach right playing against his alma mater uh, yes in, they in
0: yeah so they play clarkston initially and then they're on the same side of the bracket as lapway so they could meet okay. Lapway in the semis
1: they yep. could meet Lapway. Okay. That would be a fun one to watch. And man, Lapway is probably chomping at the bits to play another five team. Mm-hmm. They, they love that. They thrive in that opportunity. Yeah. Um, So that, that'll be good for Rocky mountain. And then, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you said it, but Eagle goes over and they win the whole thing, right? They So they go and, and they win and they play a couple of teams from Utah on their way to a championship. And then, they not they beat Preston. I know Preston's a 4A team, but that's that's no slouch in a 4-A team. Just like Hill Hillcrest is a 4-A team, and they would they they'd compete with just about anybody at the 5A level. Yep.
0: So yeah, Eagle goes over, they go 3-0. They beat Roy Utah by 9, 63 54. They beat Skyview Utah, which is a perennial power in Utah by double digits 7354. And then they beat Preston by 10 in the championship. 53 43 eagle has one more game before the holiday break their uh, conference opener against timberline it'll be at timberline um and so for eagle they're six and two uh yet to play an official sic game um, although they did play a Waihee earlier this year in a non-conference game A he won 63 45 i'm sure eagle is uh, trying to prepare for that rematch and just get better with each passing game So,
1: yeah. And Brandon, when you look at what they did, I kind of like looking at the scores for Eagle. Right. They won a game um, in convincing fashion over Skyview. Right. They won by 20 points and they put up 73. Uh, They won a game against Roy that was, you know, they they won by nine. So, you know, a little bit closer, uh, middle of the range scoring. And then they won a game by 10 in a low scoring affair. So they kind of did it at all three levels, right? They had a big win, they had a, a medium win, and then they had one where that was more of a grind it out type victory. So uh, that just shows you. And we see this with teams, right? Where they can win maybe a game that, that has 80 points scored in it total. Uh, but then they can't win in a game that requires them to score 80 points. And so, you know, there, there are teams that are like that and Eagle, if they can do all three, uh, that's a good sign for them as they get into conference play here pretty soon.
0: Yep, for sure. So uh, keeping on that trend of 5ASIC teams, Logan, let's take a look at what's coming up for some of these teams. Centennial is actually smack dab in the middle of the Tarkanian Classic down in Las Vegas. Centennial and Lake City and Coeur d'Alene were the Idaho boys teams that went down to play. Um, they dropped their opener to Pasadena, California, 65 to 47. They turn around and beat Buckeye, Arizona yesterday, 64 to 37. Today, they play Clovis East from California, and then they'll have one more game tomorrow at the Tarkanian Classic as well. Head coach Josh Iperspock's team is five and two, Logan. Looking pretty good, pretty decent.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a good performance down there, and, you know, they've also, they've played a tough schedule um, throughout the year, and, you know, they, they always find a way to be sneaky towards the end of the season. And so playing the, the tough competition to start uh, can only be a good thing as the season goes along.
0: Yep. So uh, good luck to Centennial as they compete there. Uh, Mountain View, Logan, is going to a big time tournament down in California. It's not the classic of Damien like Hawaii is going to. Um, but Mountain View will be headed instead to Rancho Mirage, California, for the Desert Holiday Classic. They'll start their tournament against Stanwood, Washington, um, and so good luck, Mountain View, as they're going to a big time California tournament uh, starting next week. Their first game is on Wednesday, December twenty eighth. Good luck, Mavs.
1: Yeah, just t- tons of uh, tons of these out of state tournament games that are that are going to be big. Um, you know, we talked about it about getting the teams here and now more of our teams are going out and competing in these games. And, you know, there's a couple of great games close to home as well. You know, ones that I look at this week going forward, um, you got a big one tonight, just December 20th between Hawaii and Meridian. Uh, I think that's also a coming out swinging to start the season, right? Playing Eagle, playing in a big tournament against a lot of really good teams including Madison and now playing Meridian to start things off. They they jumped headfirst into the deep end of the pool this year did did Hawaii uh no no FCS team on the schedule uh for them so to say. They they just got right into it.
0: Yeah, and and you know, let's talk about Meridian for a second because I feel like they've kind of flown under the radar a little bit, Logan. They they played Mountain View in a non-conference game on December 7th. They won that game in overtime, 63 to 57. It was actually a really fun game to watch. Then they went over to Richland, Washington to play in the Bomber Classic. Uh, That's their mascot at Richland High School there in the Tri-Cities, the Bombers. Um, They beat the hosts from Richland 68-61. They're a very good team. And then they lost to Mount Spokane, another very good Washington team by 10, 72-62. So Meridian is looking very strong. They just beat Middleton by nine last Thursday. And yes, that That Hawaii game coming up on December 20th, which is tonight, Logan, will be very telling. And then Meridian is going to travel over to Idaho Falls for the East Idaho Holiday Shootout, along with Boise and Timberline. So we've got three teams from Boise coming over to make the trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, that should be a fun tournament as well. Um, There's a ton of really good teams in that. And, uh, And the story always is, we talk about this in football, right? There's differences between the way teams in the treasure Valley play versus East Idaho versus North Idaho. And sometimes we don't know. And then even in basketball, sometimes we just don't know when we get to the play in game, right? Like who's going to win this, how to, you know, this team had a, like, like a, we talked about Weezer's girls for the third place team. And they beat one of the best teams in the state in a play in game because the league was, was heavier than we thought. And I love these, these tournaments early on because then we get to know a little bit more right about, who teams are and what they're going to do um, and, and how they're going to, how they're going to perform later in the season or, you know, what kind of league you truly have. And we're going to learn a lot about the SIC going forward um, and how Meridian competes. I mean, we saw Eagle go win the tournament over there. We saw why perform well in their, their tournament here. And uh, Rocky's going to go up North to one up there. So, you know, lots of good opportunities for the SIC to bring back some big wins.
0: Yeah, over at the East Idaho Holiday Tournament, uh, we can only tell you the tournament openers because it's bracket play. It all depends on whether they win or lose. But Boise is going to play Rigby. Uh, That should be a fun matchup. Timberline is going to play Jordan, Utah. And Meridian is going to play Sunrise Mountain from Arizona. So those are some some good non-conference, out-of-state matchups there. Uh, two more tournaments to get to Logan and then we'll be done. I promise. Uh, (laughs) let's, let's go to Parma, the Parma holiday tournament taking place next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or, uh, yeah, 28th, 29th, 30th, uh, on the boys side, Logan, here's what the bracket looks like. The first game is Columbia versus the Hawaii JV. That'll be followed by Payette versus American falls. And then on the bottom half of the bracket, you have Skyview versus Tri-Valley And then Parma versus Gooding. It wouldn't surprise me to see Skyview in the finals. It wouldn't surprise me to see the Owyhee JV in the finals, potentially. Maybe Columbia gets there. Maybe Parma. I'm really excited to see the Parma boys under first-year coach Tanner Kramer, former Parma player. And he was when he played at Parma, the Panthers were good. I mean, they were at state pretty consistently.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a a wild matchup, though. Tri-Valley. Playing yeah. against Skyview in the first round—that's one that you go. Wait a second. When when when's the last time you ever saw uh, those two teams play each other in in any sport? Uh, so that that should be fun. A good chance for Tri Valley going up against a a big four A school. But like you said, it wouldn't surprise me to see Skyview. Uh, I'm just curious to see. I'm ready for the four A SIC to start. I know this is kind of jumping a little off topic. Uh, Bishop Kelly, Skyview, and Ridgeview. I'm I'm just very curious to see how that goes because Ridgeview hasn't ever made it to state, and I think this is the year. I think this is the year they get it done, but if anybody's going to stop them, it's going to be Skyview, and it's going to be Bishop Kelly because that's who usually does it. So curious to see how Skyview does in this tournament and then how that translates over into conference play. Um, I mean, they they have a quote... Favorable matchup in the first round, playing a one AD two school, um, but you know Tri Valley will always come out to play. So curious to see how they show up. And then, like you said, hopefully we can see uh, again Parma. Maybe we can see them get back to some of their their glory days. They 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 played a tough schedule this year. Uh, they've lost to Nampa Christian twice already, uh, but they had a big win against Vale earlier uh, last week as well. So we'll see what Parma can do.
0: Yeah. It'll be really interesting. Parma and Columbia and Skyview are the teams I'm most interested to see, you know, how they go out and compete for sure. I think a lot of people forget Skyview was a final Four team last year, Logan. They played in yeah. the semifinal, the four, a state semifinals. Um, so uh,
1: yeah, you know. I know. I like people forget that <laughs> I sometimes do like, oh yeah, they were there, weren't they? Um, yeah. kind of just gets <laughs> lost in the shuffle of Pocatello and Hillcrest, right? Because that's yeah. what it's been for the last two years. And I don't see any reason it won't be it, – it, it can't be those two again. They both look like – I mean, Pocatello has rolled through playing 5A teams and just, just been able to roll through that. But, uh, I mean, getting off topic here. But but I, I would like to see, I think, Ridgeview. Uh, Ridgeview's got some size. They might be able to compete with people. But, uh, yeah, so that should be a fun tournament as well, another holiday classic on the – on the horizon. And then, you know, this will all settle down and then we'll get into conference play, which is always, uh, which is always the good meat of the schedule.
0: Definitely. Uh, real quick, not to jump off topic. Pocatello may not make it to state. I mean, one bid Preston's there. Preston could take it too. that. I mean, See, I, I
1: guess I'm just going off of, I get this, I guess this is for your <laughs> East hope prep cast, but didn't yeah, right. Eagle didn't Pocatello beat Eagle pretty handily. And then Eagle beat Preston. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going off of as they beat them and then they beat them but that that does not always translate but yeah yeah that's a whole other topic
0: definitely all right (laughs) last league we've beaten that drum too much yeah Uh, anybody
1: want to open up that can of worms again
0: hey let's talk about max preps again (laughs) yeah yeah
1: okay brandon (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Let's wrap up with the truckstop.com tournament hosted by New Plymouth. Uh, IdahoSports.com will be broadcasting the Saturday games from the truckstop.com tournament. So, Saturday, December 30th, starting at 10.30 a.m., we'll be bringing you the seventh place, fifth place, third place, and championship matchups. Logan, this is a good little tournament here. We've got in the opening round uh, Napa Christian against Liberty Charter. Council against Vale from Oregon, Victory Charter against Cascade, and then Ontario-Oregon versus the hosts from New Plymouth. I'm very excited for a potential New Plymouth Victory Charter semifinal. I'm very excited to see uh, possibly that first-round matchup between Victory Charter and Cascade as well. Those were two kind of preseason favorites in their respective leagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cascade is just... Always they're always there, it seems like. And and they've been able to take out some really good teams uh so far. Like I think they beat they were one of the ones that beat Vision Charter pretty pretty handily. And that Cascade team is just always last year, they struggled early on, and then they got it going towards the end. They get a state tournament bid and they perform pretty decently at the state tournament. And you know, I don't see any reason why they can't just go all out this year. So that's a team to watch there at the turn at the truck stop is Cascade. And like you said, a Cascade victory charter matchup, that should be fun.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a really exciting truckstop.com tournament over there in new Plymouth. All right, Logan, we have covered every single holiday tournament. There is to cover uh, all of the teams that are competing girls and boys basketball. Um, and again, we are doing this because we're going to take next week off for the holidays. And, we will come back bigger and better in the year 2024. But before we get there, Logan, you've got a a feel good story of inspiration to take us into our holiday
1: break. Yeah, this was on, if you might've seen it, it was on CBS two uh, today. So credit them for the story. Um, but, uh, an anonymous donor, um, donated money or funds, whatever, uh, to the Parma football team to fund. I feel like we talked a lot about Parma today. Um, <laughs> But they they provided the entire Parma football team with their Letterman jackets. So they provided the funds, I th- believe, for the school or the, the team, whatever, to buy their jackets, you know, made the point that, you know, this is a team that that has been rebuilding or struggling, you know, really trying to do uh, what's right. And it's it's been tough the last few years for Parma, um, but just kind of showing some gratitude towards those young men. For sticking it out, for going through tough times, because it, it, it was it was a tough season for Parma, and so just a, a nice little gesture of um, appreciation to the Parma football team for um, for what they did this year. This person had in mind to, to to pay for their Letterman jackets, which, if you look at the picture, looked awesome. So, congrats to them, um, anonymous donor. Thank you. If if you happen to listen to this, uh, thank you for doing that for for the football team out there. They'll always remember that
0: yeah it's a really cool deal and that's really what the season of giving is truly all about yeah all right well big thanks to everybody that tuned into the treasure valley prep cast this week Uh, if you're watching live i'll ask one more time before you duck out if you could hit that like button and then share this it'll help everybody uh find the replay of this a little easier uh so thank you for doing that and logan merry christmas and happy new year to you and your family
1: yeah you too brandon uh safe travels and and wherever you may go, and uh, ho- hopefully Santa visits you, Brandon. Hopefully, hopefully you've been n- nice this year and uh, he can treat you well.
0: Yeah, we'll see if the big guy <laughs> ends up coming to us yeah. or not <laughs> for sure. So, yes, uh, from all of us here at idahosports.com, Merry <laughs> Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, we will see you in 2024. Until then, enjoy the. Remaining competition here in the year 2023. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you in two weeks for the Treasure Valley Prep Cast on idahosports.com.